Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. All right, hello my friends. Welcome to the Public Showering Podcast with me, Sophie Duncan, and this is part of our incredible mini-series that is all dedicated to competitions, which means I have a fabulous guest with me today. Her name is Pam McGee. Hello, my darling. How are you? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I've ever had such like a... Like, you know, such a spectacular introduction. Like, oh, thank you. Well, my, I would like to think that my hosting skills are are, are delightful. You know, I'm, I'm trying to use my voice. It's the one thing that pole dancers don't get to do very often <laughs> is actually use our voices for that much stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So... Oh, 100%, yeah. What's super exciting about this is, like... If anyone has been living under a rock for a while, may have not realized that Pam is the organizer of our brand new competition, which is super, super exciting. Please tell me the name of your lovely new competition, my darling. Ah, we are the British Pole Instructor Championships, or BIPIC, BIPIC. for short. I love BIPIC. It's BIPIC. nice to say, BIPIC. <laughs> BIPIC. BIPIC. It's BIPIC. fun. <laughs> no, yeah. But I'd say, so you're that in the midst of Really? Sorry, go on. Yeah, that was part of the reason. So we went to call it something else. I was like, that we can't really shorten that. Let's just call it Bipic. <laughs> I was going to say actually, I, I did want want to know if it is, was actually like intentional. Like, could you put it like a random other letter in there? But I don't know what it'd been like, Bopic or like Boopic. Bopic. <laughs> but where would we find that? Like the British <laughs> ultimate pole instructor, <laughs> like, just to find yeah, random. I would have loved to have called it like. Boop. <laughs> but I was like, that will never work. That will never work. <laughs> well, I like the pick, so that's very exciting. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that, which is very fun. But before we do that, I'm going to freak Pam out by asking her to tell us her entire life story oh. in 90 <laughs> seconds, which I told her about about three seconds ago. So this is going to be very entertaining. So don't worry, my darling. I have my, uh, my clock in front of me, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a nice countdown so that you can tell everyone you look so nervous. Freak out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when you're put on the spot and you're like, oh God, what have I been doing for the last 32 years of my life? <laughs> this, this is the ultimate poll bio. Like, we should make, maybe this could be like integrated into people's competitions that instead of it being like a, a written bio, you have to stand on stage for 30 seconds and say everything you possibly can in 30 seconds. I think that would that'd probably... probably be worse than the actual routine. <laughs> it, like, that'd relax me. The routine would relax me. I'd be yeah. like, oh. Thank Christ, I've not got to talk about myself. <laughs> no. Maybe we should put that in to do that. All right, okay. Right, I'm going to give you a countdown and you're going to go for it, yes? Oh. Are you ready? Okay. Not really, but we'll go for it. Okay, ready? Okay. Three, okay. two, one. Tell us all about yourself. Hi, so I am Pam McGee. I am co-owner of K-Pole in Solihull. And I am also the co-owner and organiser of BIPIC as we've just explained. <laughs> 37 years old. I found pole at, uh, just before my 30th birthday. Wow. Started polling. I uh, know, yeah. <laughs> um, started polling, uh, becoming up to eight years in October. Started competing after, I think it was about 18 months, two years of pole myself. 
And although I did technically officially retire from competing <laughs> in February, it's never the end. <laughs> I've competed. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I've competed, judged, instructed. Um, I run workshops around the UK. Basically, I try to be as involved in pole as I can in every aspect. Amazing. Fingers in many pots. 30 seconds left. Yeah. And, oh, there's more. Okay. Um, I feel like I fell in love with pole because I did gymnastics from a young age and progressed quite far with gymnastics, competed to quite a high level, which is why my love of organisation of being involved in competition sports in general has never really left. I just feel like it's uh, my time to step down with being 37 years old now. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, on Sunday. On Sunday. There you go. Really? Wait, it's your mode? Okay, you can stop now. Good. Amazing. Well done. <laughs> that's, your, that's your one minute, 30 seconds done. Okay, well... Promise you. I do love that. No, because I remember I was I was waiting for you to say this. Like, yes, because I really want to talk about gymnastics. Because in my mind, in, okay. my, in my fangirl mind about pole dancing, like, as, as a dancer mm-hmm. and an artist, like, it is lovely. And I get to, like, live my dreams and have magical things and do all kinds of fun stuff. But the competitivism of being a performer doesn't really exist in my world because it's actually my job to do this stuff. So I get such a kick out yeah. of it. And we spoke before a little bit about the idea of like winning and all this kind of stuff. Like, how do you, how do you work that? Like, do you enjoy like the competitive nature of pole or did you enjoy it when you were doing gymnastics? I loved it when I was a gymnast. If I was going to a competition, I was walking in there to win. Yeah. That was my mindset. I used to love walking in and having, I never forget walking into another competition and sitting down with a couple of the girls and I'm going, oh, there's no point, you're here. And I was like, yes, I've got that reputation, like I'm going to win this. <laughs> in all honesty, with gym, with pole, that's never rubbed off. And I think really? it was because I had that from such a, yeah, I literally, I know it's, if you win or if you place, it's always lovely. Yeah. But generally speaking, I can't be asked. <laughs> Like, if I win or lose, I don't. I don't really care. I I love being on stage. Yeah. So, for me personally, I don't know if I went down the right route of competitiveness. Maybe I should have stuck to performing because I love being on stage and it's very different. Yes, it's true. Actually, competing for me. I think it's always that thing. There's always somebody wants it just as bad as you, if not more. Hmm. And I never. I just didn't get that fire in my belly enough to make me care enough about winning, putting the effort in to win. Because mm. I liked pole so much for me. It kind of, when it became a job, as well as my passion, I kind of lost that a little bit when I went on stage. I was kind of like, this is the one thing that is for me that I enjoy, which is being on stage. Yeah. I don't want to add that pressure of having to compete with someone else for it. To pr- It's oh. almost like you're trying to prove what you're good at to other people. And I kind of feel like I know what my capabilities are. Like, I I don't need something around my neck or a trophy. Although, don't get me wrong, it's always lovely, because otherwise, why would I enter? It's funny, though. I think it's a really interesting, like, concept if you're, like, you're training to win or you're training to perform, because I think it's the psych... What's it called? The the psychiatry? I guess the psych... 
the psych, the psychology, the psychology, it, yeah. psychology. There we go. The psychology of like doing yeah. comps for me are like somewhere in the middle because like I I think I'm a competitive person, but I'd never competed artistically <laughs> when I was a kid. Like I did like swimming, which is okay. just like the most dull thing in the world. Just like you know, just go fast. That's basically your one job. Mm-hmm. And like there's something about like doing like it's like artistic competitivism is so bizarre because I I think I've learned that I do create pieces with the idea that I would like to win but I feel like I do it with the idea that I'm trying to win the audience a little bit which I guess in my mind is still the great yeah. thing because yeah I maybe do you get the same thing as me as like when you get on stage it's just like hell yeah okay I've got you now yeah I kind of it's kind of weird like I remember my first competition I was so nervous and the amount of people that even say do you get nervous and I I do when I walk on stage and then as soon as the music starts and I'm moving, not anymore, it goes. Like, that's, that's gone because there's nothing... <laughs> there's there he nothing is. more powerful than <laughs> creating something that captivates people's attention. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's good or shit, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, if people are watching you... Like, we can, take, we can take the most extremes. We can take my 2000 UK PPC where yeah. I think people watch because they were like holy shit that's actually quite different yeah to my last one where people watched and were like oh shit <laughs> so <laughs> what, that, what that was the reaction from your more recent one why oh it's definitely no it was definitely my reaction to be fair <laughs> i was like i think i'd had like three hours sleep oh no and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong like my costume split before i went on stage i'd had three hours sleep it was just horrific. I I think my very first trick I slipped, and after that I was like, "Ah, oh, fucked." <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. It's very fine. So yeah, I think, but at the same time, I still liked the fact that it was different. I went yeah. on there to put out a show, put on a show. Yeah, for sure. And I still feel like, hey, I did that. I remember getting the photos back and being like, "Yeah, I did what I was set out to do." So screw it. <laughs> I like it though. Third like, place is all right, place. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it's still. I, I still think there's just such a huge element of like, as long as you put the effort in to make something, it happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, yeah, I do. I don't know. Like, I would like to think, especially with with your com, I feel like the, I feel like the ethos that you're bringing to it, even just like in your social media posts and like the way you put yourselves out there, like I feel like it. It feels like a warm, welcoming competition. Like at least to me, but maybe yeah. it's because I guess we talk a little bit, but. I would like to think that it's it it sounds like you designed it so that people should want to do a comp especially instructors because I think there's something very yeah. interesting about instructors where you know they love to teach and they want to give all this stuff but a lot of instructors don't compete and I'm like but you're the you're the leaders you're the inspiration behind so many things yeah which is interesting I think there's so many like factors to that um although some comps are now introducing things where it's like you know, like advanced amateur or there's like a new face and things like that. Yeah. I love, I love the word Still new face. I've, for some reason that is really funny to me. I just, yeah, like, like it's my new face. Yeah. Like you've got some new makeup. Like what is new face? Yeah. <laughs> but, there's, it still doesn't matter if you're an instructor because you're still categorised in the same, hey, you're professional or you're in the instructor category. Yeah. I've got instructors that don't invert. Okay. Like, I've got an instructor that literally doesn't go up the pole. She does floor and base work. Nice. And for them, they've always said, like, they won't compete because 
my business partner's never competed, they'd be against her. So I kind of understand it. I remember the first competition I organised, uh, not organised, sorry, entered, mm. I didn't understand that there were these, like, rules as to what you could or couldn't do. I just picked a competition and thought, I'm entering that because I think I'm, I could do advanced. Uh-huh. This was, like, six years ago. And straight away I was told, no, you have to do professional because you're an instructor. I was like, I'm not professional. Like, I've, I've never stepped on stage before. Like, what the hell? And I was against the most incredible people. Mm. It was absolute crap. I forgot my routine, did forwards roll across the stage. <laughs> and hey, then looked strong, up halfway. The best thing was before... Oh, do you know the best thing? Before I went on stage, my business partner went, what are you going to do if you forget your routine? And I was like, I'll do a forwards roll. She's like, will you actually? I was like, yeah. And then as it's happening, I was like, oh God, it's happening. And I remember doing this forwards roll and then I stood up, the judges were sat there and I just went, shit, across the stage. And they carried on. <laughs> No, you did not do that. Yeah, like, but this is what I'm saying. Like, how can you categorize that as a professional competitor yeah. who's never competed before? I didn't have a clue. I didn't know how to interpret feedback or rules. Uh-huh. Like, that's why I was like, we lose so many people who could potentially be incredible instructors because mm. they never want to teach because they're focused on competing. Yeah. And the same, then we lose incredible performers who don't want to compete because they're categorised into that one... They're pigeonholed into that one category. Yeah. So me and Kim have been thinking about it for a very long time that, you know, this is why we need to create this competition. There's nothing like it out there. We want Uh something that's unique, that's going to attract people into the world of pole to compete. And I think it will benefit so many aspects of the pole industry that more studios hopefully can encourage instructors to compete so they're not going to lose you know, those instructors to that and vice versa as well. Oh, yeah. People who compete and can start to think about perhaps instructing. Yeah, because actually, you know, I never thought about it that way because there was... I say this to everybody that I have no intention of being a teacher. Um, I'm not a huge fan of leading workshops and all this kind of stuff. However, <laughs> as soon as I get into a teaching mood and, like, I've, I've come to K-pop before, I actually really enjoy it in the moment and I love doing ideas and and then... You know, I'm saying this, but then I've started Sadasi, which is completely mm-hmm. a coaching system to help people like do creativity. So in the in the other way, I'm doing the opposite way of like I'm being a professional person. I'm thinking I'm looking around at all these incredible people, like incredible instructors, um, people that have never moved in their entire life suddenly take up pole dancing, which I'm just like of all the activities in all of the world, you chose pole dancing yeah. and i'm just like there's so many incredible people so many incredible <laughs> stories like it's so like yeah. i love it so much because it's just such an interesting skill and it's just yeah it, it's it's nice that there are platforms out there and it's people like you <laughs> that decide to go ahead and do the, the very simple <laughs> task of starting a competition <laughs> oh i know how did i say this to you the other day i said though they were like why a competition Oh, I was to Annie Norris, and I jokingly said, well, you either make a new grip, become a pole photographer, or you start a competition, so we pick the latter. I was like... <laughs> like the easiest of all of them, really. But it's, it is exciting, I think there's though. enough grips out there now. There's enough grips out there now. You know what, I think... Uh... We're very excited by it, yeah. Um, 
We've got a huge delay. I've just realised okay. how exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just pausing. I'm also listening. Oh. By the way, by the way, people listen to the podcast. Uh, if you heard a dog barking, that's because uh, my my little dog Axel um, just really wanted to be part of the conversation for a hot second. So if you do hear a small <laughs> dog, there he is, being very helpful. Um, I want to ask, like, what in your in <laughs> in the comp? What are the categories and like what really makes them a little bit different? Because I have seen your competition rules, and I know that in the past we've had a conversation a little bit about like technique and the people that come to you because obviously you're like queen flexible. And you, there's I love watching your Instagram, it's so full of really <laughs> lovely tricks, mad power tricks, like big old split things. And I'm just like, people think I'm dead flexible, I'm not, I'm just really good at cheating, so <laughs> like I can make this happen. Like, yeah, but I'm the same, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, we don't teach flexibility, we teach cheating, that's what we actually teach. Like, <laughs> Like, what is it about the, like, this this version of your comp? Like, what's the weighting of creativity versus technical? Because, like I said, we spoke a little bit before about what, how many, how useful is it really to have a bunch of flexibility tricks? <laughs> so, for me, rather than technique, so rather than, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Elements, like pole elements yeah. versus... Creativity is what you said. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to be different, but we also don't want to become a generic competition. So not a generic competition, slightly different, but we still want to offer stuff that gives a platform to people to enter into a competition without being intimidated. Does it sound like I'm talking shit? (laughs) This sounds right. So basically, we don't... We wanted that level of creativity there that you see in competitions such as pole theatre, pole art. Yeah. Without becoming pole theatre and pole art. Uh-huh. Because we will never be that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we don't want to weigh everything on technical, so we don't want to come become IPSF. Right. I think regardless of the competition, there should always be a healthy balance between both. I think people get into their head that they're a certain level because of certain tricks they can do. Yeah. And they forget in the grand scheme of things that they are performing. Yeah. And whenever you watch a performance, no matter what it is, people like what they understand. So if you have a clear, not even like a, it doesn't have to be a story or a theme. It's just got to all be relevant as to why you're doing something on the pole Mm -hmm. as to how you're telling a story. Does that, Yes. Yeah, hopefully. I, I always worry that I come to speak in like no, no, no. complete crap. <laughs> this completely makes sense to me. And it's, and it's really why like, I invented Sadasi because there's, there's nothing more frustrating to me than I... Mm-hmm. You, you are also an instructor and obviously you, you own your own studio. Like mm-hmm. it's the frustration that I feel with a lot of comps, I guess. Or not even comps, I guess just poll. It's like, it's in my mind, it's still quite a baby industry. Like, it's still pretty new. Like, and I'm really comparing yeah. this to like ballet, which is like 350 years old. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's come a long way. Realistically, pole dancing, mm-hmm. especially in terms of competing, is what, maybe 20 years old? It's pretty, still pretty new. Yeah. It's pretty baby. No one in the world takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, even um, massive, um, Massive things like Cirque du Soleil have only just started to put pole in things. And to try and find pole in a show where it's not sexualized is so hard because somehow no one 
even the biggest professional production houses in in the world somehow can't make the sluttiness go Separate away. It. Which yeah, for me anyway, I I love how sexy pole dancing is because it's it's the tradition. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. It what it came from. So yeah. like, I feel like we're still in a very disjointed world where we can't quite decide exactly what it needs to be, which is why we have the various categories and competitions. But I yes. think if we just start to try and blend it a bit more, like like you said, it is nice to have these like super high, um, high level competitions that are like all about being clean and stuff. I will never ever enter this, and I will. I don't think I even really want to watch it. I may as well just watch the Olympics and just watch gymnastics, which is also super fun. But like, I want to see people really making stories. And to be honest, I don't really care what the person's doing on the pole. I really care about if I get tingles, if the music's great, like if the production is really getting in there. Like, you know, I I think honestly, Mm -hmm. one day a pole studio will exist, which feels more like a school, like a high school where you do like the theory of pole dancing and the history of pole dancing. And then (laughs) let's not, let's not, let's not go that deep, but you know what I mean? Like, we're not there. I'm not building that school. You sat off two sets of people on the internet. There's always going to be an argument. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, this is one of the things that I I, I really love to talk about stuff like this, because where where do you feel like the pole world is at in that kind of respect in terms of are we still just too young and we don't know what it is yet? No, I don't think so. I think it's the same, like, how do I describe this? Um... (laughs) Nice, like, a nice simple question to like, lead you in. <laughs> I know. I was like trying to just like obviously I can't speak for everyone's, but in my opinion, mm. um, I think that although blending things obviously is is needed, I still think <sighs> I'm really scared to say this. So it's going to piss people off. But Great, let's go I there. There needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> So this is why, for me, we categorise competitions. So you've got your artistic... If you're a very artistic performer, like you said, I would never enter pole sports for me. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how pissed off would be if you worked on a routine? They're like, you don't get the score for that eagle because your knee was like that <laughs> instead of like that. I'd get down and punch a judge. I'd be like, you do it. I, I'm too too fiery for shit like that. Like, yeah. absolutely not. No. No. And I'd <laughs> want to be artistic with it. I've not got the self-discipline for that. Me neither. But at the same time, I do think there needs to be categorization Because yeah. pole did obviously come from strip clubs. Yeah. And I don't think it should be excluded. But I also don't personally feel that I could judge a heels routine against a sporting routine and there are a lot of competitions that do crossovers Mm -hmm. and I get the whole we need to be inclusive but at the same time I don't think we're being an exclusive sport by not having it in every single competition yeah true just because there are hundreds of competitions out there it doesn't mean you're being exclusive so so this is just my take on it where we are as an industry I think at the moment people are still very much so trying to find their way with things yeah which is why a lot of arguments are breaking out over competitions (laughs) so for me it's all very new but I still don't see the harm in 
separating things a bit is that is that sort of what you meant yeah yeah i guess so because like i still haven't ventured into wearing heels in in something before but to me like having oh god i'm doing one in october (laughs) i know you are genuinely don't know what the hell (laughs) sensible shout out to amy spinks here who uh cleverly (laughs) (laughs) decided to throw you in the deep no she didn't Oh wait! No, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> we, no. I suggested it, and then we were in. I was like, "Shit!" No, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> well, okay then. Sensible shout no, to Amy Spinks for be following up for it in the next year. So, <laughs> yeah. No, no Amy's at home. Go. What the hell? No. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, but I think there's there's still like um. Like I said, I haven't really ventured into that world yet. I've I've literally started like I've I've got two pairs of heels, yeah. which is hilarious because I've literally not even used one of them. But for me, like I think there's so much tech. Um, what's it like? Sorry, technique in wearing heels. It's something that I literally didn't understand. Oh, hundred percent. Because the closest thing that I can pertain it to is is um, point shoes, which I I never did point as a, as a younger yeah. ballerina. Like I would just, I just went to a really shit dance school and we just didn't get there and. But I understand. Well, they've done you proud, though. <laughs> um, they have really shit done No, I really she did She says that. in Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I'm just really good at telling stories. What can I say? But like, um, <laughs> but I know that you have to be completely on top of your 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 toes. Like the way that you use your foot in a in a point shoe is literally the same as what you're doing with heels. Like, and I had um my last podcast was with Jacob and he's he's we had a we had a little swapsy day like a couple of weeks ago and he gave me some like actual technique and because of his dance background and like ballroom background like he talks yeah in the same like vernacular that I have in terms of like pole dance, pole dance in terms of dancing so I was just like oh my lord like literally all the muscles that you use as a trained ballet dancer you generally use for this and I don't know in some ways I'm yeah, like man, maybe like, there should be more training rules. For this. Oh, absolutely. Since training for this, my Achilles tendons are bloody devastated. That I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even know they existed. I think I've shrunk because my muscles have shortened because they're so tight. I was like, oh. So, 100%, I 100, like I said, I completely and utterly have such mad respect for that. Yeah. I danced myself for a little while, but I still think there needs to be a time and a place for that in competitions. Like, I just don't think... A free for all in every category should be <laughs> free fall in every category. <laughs> Not free for all, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it'd just be a bit crazy. Like, how can you like <sighs> the hardest thing though with anything that is artistic? It is subjective. Yeah, it is. It like is. that's the choice you make when you compete. Uh-huh. That you've got to understand like what you love or what you perceive as being different. Mm. might not be perceived that way by the judges but that's, that's true that's but that that's how you tell if someone's competing to be artistic and enjoy being on stage and do something for themselves which i personally love seeing because i'm like wow they've really gone with something different here like it might not be my cup of tea but fuck it they're having the time of their life clearly <laughs> um like i remember listening trying to pick music for uk ppc and listen to all these songs. And I was like, it just sounds like something that sort of anyone would dance to. Like I've sat and yeah. listened to so like nothing was really, I always say, you know, the song when you get goosebumps and it sounds yeah. really, I was sat in traffic. I'd already picked a song and I was sat in traffic and Slipknot came on <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, 
He's sitting there, you think, I can't think of anyone doing anything to, like, Slipknot, really. Yeah. I, like, I've seen rock, but nothing, like, proper, like, screaming, basically, and people being like, what the hell is this on stage? I think the iconic video is the girl dressed as a ballerina on stage doing yeah. something. I was like, I'm going to do Slipknot. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. And, yeah, so I just think this... So there's something to be I th- I said think about. We're still finding our way with it. I think we are, and I think there's something to be said about watching somebody absolutely live their best life on stage. Because I think um, I've seen, yeah. I've, I've been to a handful of comps, and uh, I've seen people that, with all due respect, their routines were dull, and I didn't care. However, I could see they were having the absolute time of their goddamn life, and like, okay, if they scored yeah. twos and threes out of tens because it just wasn't doing all the things it was supposed to do. It, it happens, it happens. But I would still rather see someone really living their best life and not getting all the points yeah. than someone that looks like they've literally tried their goddamn hardest and they are hating every second to be on stage. And I want to know why. Like, why are you there? Why are you not having yeah. the time of your life? Why are you not enjoying this moment? Like, why it, are you doing right that? for you. Is like, it because... And usually those ones are the ones that are doing that movement because they think that that's what they have to do to win. Or they put in the hardest tricks that they're clearly struggling with, thinking that'll bag them points. And it, that's not what it's about. It's about performing. And yeah. if you if you paid tickets to go to a show, I don't know, go to a West End theatre show and you sat there and the people on stage clearly didn't want to be there, then you wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> so that's very it's true. true. So there we leave it for episode one with Pam McGee, Join us next time for episode two of this very special part of Public Showering, all the competition series. Next time, we're going to be talking about things that we are tired of seeing in competitions and how you can improve the tricks that you're doing in your combinations. So join us next time on Public Showering. I'll see you next time. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.